Go home. Go home. Go home. and welcome to episode number 108 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakra. Brian, nope. how you doing today? Good. That's good. Uh, it's the 108th episode. Uh, that's, if you take part of it, it's 10, and then uh, the other part's 8, and half that, 52, uh, two years. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the math is... Uh... I'm right. Uh, uh, let me assure you that I'm right. Uh, so we've been doing this for two full years. Congratulations on the two-year anniversary of the Go Home Show. <sighs> I remember June of two years ago where we said we should really start this podcast. Did we start the podcast in February? I don't think you understood the math portion of the beginning of the show. Oh, we're, do- we're doing Steiner math? Pretty pretty obvious that uh, you're a little lost here. Uh, that's embarrassing for you, frankly. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not for me. Proves how smart I am. Not so, really. um, So everybody out there, just let Brian know. He's a real dummy. Uh, he's embarrassing everyone. Mm. Uh, especially mm-hmm. everyone on this live stream. Oh, not doing a live stream. Having, te- having technical difficulties, so sorry for no live show on Tuesday at twitch.tv slash mega64podcast. But we do have this video version, lovely video version, at youtube.com slash ericbedour. So uh, we'll hopefully get that sorted out by next week. <laughs> and if not, what are you going to do about it? Like, really? Really, what if we just never did a live show again? What if we just ended the fucking podcast? What if that's just the end of it? What are you going to fucking do about it? What if they end I, their lives? Hey, hey, you know what? fucking dare you what are you gonna do about it what the fuck are you gonna do i double dare you Ooh, look at that piece of shit fucking double dare Cock- mark summers mark summers over here calling you fucking cocksucker <laughs> all right this mark summers calls you a cocksucker <laughs> right. i was gonna say something about mark summers too right. i'm glad that you and i were on the same page mark summers <laughs> cocksucker <laughs> gotta we'll we'll make sure we write or and then we'll come up with the rest later uh-huh. uh, 108 episodes this is the kind of uh high quality highbrow entertainment that you can expect from this number one professional wrestling podcast in the world this is where everyone gets their scoops yeah a uh, weekly bi-weekly bi-monthly tri-monthly whenever you want is that every three months or is it every three times every month Actually, it's both. Okay. Did you know, bi-monthly is the definition of both, yeah. which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. It's the best. And one time uh, at my last job, my managers and I were talking about something that we now had to do bi-monthly. And I said, which one? And he just looked at me so angry. <laughs> and he just went, come on, man. And I went, well, it could be both. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> he was not amused. <laughs> Need to be clear. Yep. In positions of power. Yep. Twice a month or... Whatever the other, every other month. Twice a month or whatever the other. <laughs> Six of one and whatever of the other. Well, Thanks, Brian. We're doing great math in this podcast. Yeah, so. shooting, shooting blanks right now. Yep. Uh, guys, we're back. It's another episode, and uh, boy, do we have some news. Muhammad Ali died. Rest Boom. in peace. Kimbo Slice died. Rest in peace. Brock Lesnar is fighting in UFC again. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. 
<laughs> Whoever he fights is dead. Mark Hunt. He's fighting Mark Hunt. Damn. Um, which, if you say it with like a British accent, you say it fast. Yeah. This is a, oh, Mark Hunt. Ah, Mark Hunt. Yeah, I want more cunt. No, Mike Hunt. No. Um, I want to say thank you to Mike Hawk. Who would win in a fight, Mike Hawk or Mike Hunt? <laughs> that would be the other name of this episode. Or Mike Hawk. Or Mike Hunt. We out here. <laughs> but with a slash, not or. Welcome to pro wrestling. Yep. This is pro wrestling. This is professional wrestling. This is how it looks. Uh, if you Brock Lesnar is going to fight in UFC again. He's 39 years old. Cody Rhodes is going to be in Battle of Los Angeles. He is... 30. I think he's 30. I think he's like the same age as us. Yeah. You turn 30. I will. You turn 30 in like, what, two weeks? 15 days, yeah. I only said 15 days. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What day is this? Uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you stupid piece of shit. You dumb son of a bitch. Deleted. Fake name. Uh... Have everyone wish Brian a happy 30th birthday uh, in two weeks. Yeah, that'd be great. There you go. Uh, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? Uh, a lot of deaths. <laughs> oh, you know what? We had Super Awesome Showdown. That's right. This weekend. Uh, Derek could not make it because there's uh, some Mega64 stuff in the works. Mum's the word. Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons video. So you know Sean's involved. Confirmed. Confirmed. That's, that's Eric's scoop. That's Mumford and Sons video. The fuck would you think? I'm just everyone being sad in a barn? Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, Derek couldn't make it for a super awesome showdown, which was uh, our favorite one, which is Art Around Adams. Yes. It's a big street fair. Um, kind of last minute notice, whatever. But um, we had Brian fill in for Derek. Yep. So it was uh, Bill for Real and Red Dashing uh, doing commentary play-by-play on how many shows? Two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, five. six o'clock. Five shows. So we ran like every, like the top of the hour every hour, and we'd run for half an hour, and mm-hmm. we were like on the money every time. Every time, Our it was really good. Is always really good. Yep. And uh, so a lot of matchups and everything like that. That was really cool. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Uh, I want to thank Super Awesome Showdown for having us out there to do that again mm-hmm. because that's like the best. It is. It was eighty-five degrees ish, right? Yeah. And uh, the mat that they wrestle on is black. Black. It's so hot it melted shoes. It's not even a canvas mat like in No, other... it's it's like vinyl. Yeah. It is like black vinyl. They really need to get a canvas mat. It's like fuck, man. That sucks. Um <laughs> poor guys. Yep. They wrestled. They were sweating all over the place. It was hot. It was hot. Uh we had to keep moving our canopy so that way we could stay in the most shade. Yeah. Uh but it it was a lot of good shows, a lot of fun matches, and we were promoting Galacticadia. Coming up on July 30th, if you happen to be in the San Diego area, July 30th, the San Diego Natural History Museum, sponsored by Jinx. Which is pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, very exciting stuff coming out from Super Awesome Showdown. You can go to uh, youtube.com slash, I assume, Super Awesome Showdown. Uh, you can look it up, but by I the time, by the, like, it's going to be long gone. I mean, really, like, the, the moment's already passed. I saw you open and close another app. Yep. Fucking stupid. Yeah. It's super awesome showdown. You can see some new videos that are coming out there and um uh check it out because uh it's really, really cool and it's a lot of fun. A lot of like fun, goofy wrestling. Go ahead, what is it, Brian? It's super awesome showdown. Yeah, fucking right it is. God damn. That's what the last one was called. Totally awesome, super awesome <laughs> showdown. That was that was a good one. The the last event that we had at um 
at the Tango Del Rey, yep. the other theater, was called Totally Awesome, Super Awesome Showdown. Yep. Uh, this one, we got to change the name every hour. Oh, yeah. At, at the uh, at the Adams Street Fair. Yep. Was, man, so that was, that so was uh, Anarchy on Adams, Adams Avenue Apocalypse, Up in Adams, uh, like Adams Avenue Annihilation. Uh-huh. It was all that. Like, there was I, one I think more. one was Adam Bomb. Oh, yeah, Adams Avenue Adam Bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun shows. So uh, if you've never been out, we had a couple of friends that actually came mm-hmm. out. So if you've never been out, it's a lot of fun. There were there were clowns in between the matches. And a magician. There was a magician. Yeah, it was weird. weird. It was really weird. It was, we were, we were sitting in the shade and we were hanging out with uh, with a guy who's Vlad Tempest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had his fangs in because he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and he had to wear them the whole day. He had to wear them the whole day. And, and there was a... A clown who was like stapling uh, people. Money. People would come up and like staple money to her body. Yeah. That's how she worked for tips. Yeah, and so it was just like a David Lynchian, like a clown staples money to her body while a, a vampire in the shade cackles remorselessly. Yeah. It was just, it was really bizarre. She's a clown contortionist. So oh, that's right. She does contortions, and then you can staple money on her. Oh, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's that's the shit. So that's super awesome showdown. Totally awesome, super awesome showdown. Whatever. It's a really good time. Yep. You should check it out. It's really fun. Um, I I had a really good time because I got to finally uh, call as a heel. Mm-hmm. And I love being a bad guy. It was fun. It felt like uh, you were reserved in the beginning, and by the end, you were like you were keeping up and like throwing back. And it was it was like really really good. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was fun. You ever been to Super Awesome Showdown? It's probably because you don't live here. Uh, so <laughs> well, there you go. And people ask, "Oh, you gonna stream it?" Nope, no. Just go to YouTube. You might be able to see some stuff. We need to put up full shows, but um, it's hard to get that stuff together. Yeah. Um, there you go. But that's that's kind of our world of wrestling in like the last week. Will Osprey. Won the best of the Super Juniors tournament wow. um, against Taguchi in the finals. I uh, heard it was really incredible, and it looked like it meant a lot to Will Ospreay. So really want to watch that. Mm-hmm. And the winners of the Lucha World Cup down in AAA mm-hmm. was uh, uh, Team Lucha Underground. Yeah. Damn. Pretty cool. Well, so, we have uh, to watch that. Cage Mundo and Chavo uh, were the winners, and I'm really, I want to see that. Like, the way it works is um, there's, like, matches with time limits and they wrestle like one-on-one 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 and mm-hmm. they do like draws for most of it and then hmm. like you know there's like a finish at the end so it looked cool it looked like a lot of fun um i want to watch that yeah yeah definitely uh dario cueto was down there the guy who plays dario cueto mm-hmm. was down there and man they picked him up you know just for super awesome shit or for super awesome showdown for uh lucha for, for lucha underground you know he's a, he's an actor he's yeah. a working actor but he went down to Mexico mm-hmm. and cut promos, and like the crowd fucking hated him because he was just like a super heel, and he got awesome heat for his guys. And it's just like, what a great guy to get for your promotion. Just you're like, oh, you're looking for like an actor, and you happen to get like a great pro wrestling like manager. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's really impressive. He's he's incredibly impressive. He's very very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of Lucha Underground, let's get into it. Yes. What do you think of this week's Lucha Underground? Uh, awesome. Like, holy shit. I was already excited for this one because of the main event. And, yep. And then the rest of the show and was just good. There's even more. Oh my god. Uh, Lucha Underground starts with Son of Havoc versus Daga. Uh, 
Daga we haven't seen a whole lot out of, mm -hmm. but he's kind of embroiled in this thing with Cobra Moon now, mm -hmm. um, and that plays out here. Beginning of the match, they fight to the outside, Daga gets tossed into the ring post, and then uh, Son of Havoc grabs the ring post and hangs sideways like a flag on a flagpole, and yeah. then drops an elbow. That looked really cool. Man. Um, backdrop flip through brain, uh, face buster, so it's like a... Uh, it's a it's a backdrop, you know, like a like a back, you know, belly to back mm -hmm. suplex, like backdrop. But instead of just going back and both backs hit, Son of Havoc, I think, was flipped through onto his belly mm -hmm. through that backdrop. Yeah, that looked fucking cool. I like that a lot. Son of Havoc is so athletic, man. Yeah, I, I didn't know he was that like. He's very good. Yeah, um, and Daga is really, really good too. I like this arm drag roll through. He hits an arm drag, rolls through into a tequila sunrise. Nice uh, Conan's old finish, which I really like. Cobra Moon comes down to ringside. Uh, Son of Havoc goes for a double stomp, but misses. He rolls to the outside, and then there's a dive. Uh, Cobra Moon grabs uh, Havoc's leg as he goes for the shooting star press. There's an Inziguri by Daga, Superplex Reversal by uh, Son of Havoc, and he hits the Shooting Star Press as he walks to the outside. Cobra Moon's on the inside, and uh, she's like all over Daga. Daga kicks her away, and he's like, yo, what the fuck? And the crowd's booing because they hate Cobra Moon. Yeah. It's very strange, whatever is going on with Cobra Moon. No, and, I'm not sure Daga. yet. No, I'm not sure. I'm excited to see how it plays out. What, yeah. Whatever new storyline, like whatever like the new storylines are, whenever they come through, I'm really excited. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to get more stuff from uh, Marty the Moth and Killshot this week. Oh, yeah. Because we haven't seen that in a while. Hopefully hopefully that uh, that keeps going on, because that was, that was a match that I felt like, like you said, shouldn't have ended the way that it did. Yep. Because I want to see more from those two. But Hell yeah. Yeah, what, absolutely. Whatever it is, uh, man... Lucha Underground continuing to be awesome. Yep. Uh, we get a promo backstage as Tekken and Mysterio are backstage, and they're like, yo, we gotta go. Now's our chance, Dario and Matanza, all this stuff. And Prince Puma comes up, and he goes, hey, what's up? Hey, we're, hey, we're partners. What's going on? And and Rey Mysterio's like, yo, get out of here! Yo, what the fuck? It's weird. Like, like, damn, dude, like, you like a, like, you're, like, defensive right now. Yeah, chill. Chill, bro. And then Puma's like, yo, you guys are like my partners. This, like, you know, this is my business. And uh, Rey Mysterio's like, okay. Is this leading to something? I guess so. I assume it is. With the ending of this match, I assume it leads to something. Hopefully. Uh, the team of Azteca, Mysterio, and Puma take on the trios champions of, I just wrote Los Gringos. Of Johnny Mundo, PJ Black, and Jack Evans. That's a good name. They should go by that name. Yeah. Yeah, they should. They absolutely should go by that name. Yeah. Uh, they all wear bandanas and sunglasses. They look like shit, and it's <laughs> awesome. Jack Evans, like, refuses to take off his sunglasses until, like, they're beaten off him. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, PJ Black tries to put sunglasses on the ref. And for some reason, there's a Big Daddy reference in 2016. <laughs> He's, oh, trying to make Marty Elias invisible. Yo, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yo, you referencing a 90s Adam Sandler movie? Get the... Like, what the fuck, dude? So stupid. Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that movie. Oh, yeah, God. me too. It's almost forced to think about it by Matt Stryker. Oh, it's trying to make him invisible. Is that... Oh, here comes, here comes Scuba Steve. Everyone look out. Fuck you. Isn't... Fuck Isn't the you. kid's dad in that movie John Stewart? Stewart? Yeah, yeah, John Stewart. Yeah, it's a weird movie. It's a really weird movie. Like looking back at it now, it's a weird movie. <laughs> There's like a part, 
where the kid throws like a stick where people are rollerblading. Yeah. Like it's not like he hurts people. Yeah. And then that kid ends up being in the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Oh yeah, he's those kids, huh? Well, it's those kids, yeah. Because it's it's like a Michelle uh, Tanner thing where it's two people playing one. I thought you were going to try to say another name, like a Michelle Tanner and Rochelle Tanner thing. I thought you were going to like fuck it all up. Uh-uh. Nope. Con- nope. Hey, congratulations. No, I got it right, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an, the ref gets distracted. There's an electric chair. Gets tossed off into a low blow on Rey Mysterio. Just lots of dick kicks. Um <laughs> Double backdrop on Rey Mysterio into a neckbreaker, uh, which I thought looked really cool. The powerbomb gets reversed into a DDT. The hot tag to Prince Puma. Drop kicks PJ Black out of the air, which looked really awesome. Mm-hmm. He does his Northern Lights uh, suplex into a uh, stall suplex spot. And that always looks good. Uh, triple drop kick, and then dives everyone, dives to the outside, all sorts of dives. Uh, Prince Until Jack Evans tries to go to the top, he can't, and then he gets stopped. And then Puma fights him down, and then he suplexes Jack Evans onto just a mass of people on the outside. It's awesome. That looked great. Uh, Prince Puma, back on the inside. Uh, Jack Evans is down. Goes for the 630. Prince Puma misses the 630 because Jack Evans gets pulled out of the way. Damn. So now Prince Puma's all hurt, and he's down. So Jack Evans goes to the top rope, and he hits his own 630, which is, like, so fucked up. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. I, I like that it. so much. And then uh, Prince Puma kicks out of that, which I was really surprised by. Yeah. I really didn't think he was going to kick out of uh, his own finish. Uh, Puma hits the fireman's carry to the kick, and we get a hot tag to uh, uh, Dragon Azteca. He comes in and does his pizzeria DDT where he gets all tossed around. The head scissors spin around, tossing yeah. the air DDT. Looks great. Uh, Taya distracts the ref. There's a low blow. And then... Uh, Puma comes in and he's all pissed off because all this distraction referee bullshit. Yeah. And so he just low blows Johnny Mundo and gets the DQ. So that was weird. Your winners are the gringos and Puma's all fucking pissed. Yeah. Cause, you know, he low blows Johnny Mundo, but like, he's just fear. Like he's so mad at this point like he just snaps. Yeah. And then, uh, he's, he's all mad. Ray Mysterio's trying to hold him back. You know, Jack Evans and PJ Black and, 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 uh, Johnny Mundo are getting in their faces and everything like that. And then uh, Prince Puma goes to super kick Mundo. He moves. So Taya just eats a super oh. kick. <laughs> she gets fucking annihilated. Jesus. Annihilated by this super kick. Uh, and so your winners are the gringos. And so I think this is leading to something where... I don't know if it'll be a triple threat match between Puma Mysterio and Azteca. Or what. Mm-hmm. But there's something going on here. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm I'm happy that they're willing to shake things up a little bit in Lucha Underground and push people in a direction that they don't normally you know go in. Like Puma as potentially a heel. I don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah, I don't think so. But either, like but to like, have him do something like that is totally out of character. But like it works because he got pushed to something mm-hmm. like that. I I thought the storytelling in this match was yeah. very very good. Uh, especially playing off of like the previous uh, trios match where they lost the titles, mm-hmm. where it's all low blows and distractions and everything. Yeah, and and I I think it's it's pretty cool because like what I was thinking about is do we ever see anything like this in the WWE? You don't really ever see anybody get pushed to the brink like even with the whole AJ Styles thing. Like they wanted him to chair shot Cena, chair shot Cena, and and he didn't do it until or not Cena, but you know Roman, yeah. Roman Reigns. Uh, because what I was thinking about was the only other time I can think of like this is when John Cena AA'd 
John Stewart because he cost him the match at, hey, at the pay per view. I forgot about that. And I and I think about that from time to time. How did how are we supposed to agree with John Cena in this at all? Whereas, like oh. in, in this instance, you know, which is the which is to prove my point here. In this instance, you have like Prince Puma, like is pissed they lost the title. Yeah, pissed because he's not being included with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And then now they're fucking low blowing and they're not getting caught for it. Right. So he says, "Fucking kicks a dick." Yeah, he fucking kicked a dick right in. I liked it. It I, is a fucking big old dick kick too. It, yeah, it looked good. Everything does looks good. Yeah, he's, right. He's incredible. He's really good. I'd like to see him against um, Daga. I, I really like Daga a lot. Oh, yeah? I, I like... We haven't seen a lot of Daga. We haven't seen a lot of him, but what I've seen from him, he's so athletic <clears throat> and he moves so <clears throat> unique. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy... Um, I really enjoy him. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now very taken away by the fact that you look like a tomboy... Uh, from the from the early nineties, yeah. you you look like backwards hat. You Weird look hair like in the Alex front. Mack. Yeah, Alex <laughs> Alex Mack wears a hat, dude. With the hair like outside. Yeah, when, to when you when you do it like I was doing that at work. Uh, I was wearing a hat today. And my uh-huh. hair gets all straight when I was like doing when I was like wearing a hat, uh-huh. so I can pull it. This is great for the audio, uh, the audio only people. Uh-huh. You so, look really cool. So I was doing this, and then I put Hawthorne Heights on really loud, and the guy that I work with, Josh. Like, knew all the words, so he just kept singing it. <laughs> Cut my wrists and black my eyes. Cut my wrists and black my eyes. That's pretty cool. Best song. Yep. So, there you go. Yep. That's, that, that's what I did. Be- best thing you can do, it, that's a snapback, right? Yeah. Is, like, just the one part. Oh, gross. Ew, that's, like, disgusting. Again, oh. great for the audio. Sorry. Well, hey, if you, hey, if you want to see what this is, go to youtube.com slash Eric Bedour. Oh, Jesus. Ew. Hey, I'll be honest. Like, can I tell you what I think you really look like? What's that? You look like a guy who's in a gay porn. You, like, legit, with the hair through the front and, like, a backwards hat like that. Y- yeah. Yeah, you Yeah, you look like a guy who works at Helix Studios. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a compliment. Those guys fuck hard. Oh, fuck. Those guys fuck hard. The best thing, the best thing about, I think Emily working at Helix Studios is that when she posts stuff, our friend Ferret, um, she posts stuff uh, online sometimes, and then people unfollow her because it's just dicks. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like there are people who just get upset, and it's like, oh whatever. Um, but she posted a video one time where she was like an extra yeah. in a porn, and she's like a boss in one of the scenes. It's so I need to find it and retweet it from the Go Home Show account. I think it's so funny. At the beginning, it's, it's like her talking to like one of the actors, and mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, sorry, your date canceled, but like, can oh, can you do this? Can you like close up shop at work or yeah. whatever?" And the guy's like all sad, and then he's on his phone, whatever. And then it hard cuts later, and this guy's, like, making out with another guy. And then in the background, Emily leans in and just gives, like, this little, yay, clap. It, it fucking so funny. cracks me up so much. Yep. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love, God, I love that. It's really so funny. It's so fucking good. Uh, back to Lucha Underground. <laughs> hey, are there any other uh, wrestling podcasts that you think just divert and talk about scenes from gay porn? Well, that, that would be the or. Or gay porn. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay. I love that at 106 episodes we decided to take on Rocky and Bullwinkle yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle titles rule. 
<laughs> Nobody's doing that. Uh-uh. That's red hot right now, dude. Yep. Like no, we're we're on we're on the cutting edge. Yeah, we're bringing it back. Goddamn right. Uh, Azteca and Lotus are by Matanza's cage, and uh, Azteca's like, "Yo, we got we got to get this guy." And Lotus is like, "No way!" Dragon Azteca, the original one, killed my parents, and Dragon Azteca, Dragon Azteca Junior is like, "No, <laughs> no." Uh. And then that was the end of the segment. <laughs> oh man! Uh, then we get the main event: uh, Manzanita Soul against uh, Brian Cage, the man they call Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. How come Cage didn't show up at Super Awesome Showdown? Uh, that that would be fucking hilarious if it was just like, "Hey, we got it's uh, Polyvius <laughs> against Brian Cage," because I think Brian Cage with one arm would just like. Like gorilla press him, yeah, and just like toss him, like yeah, a lawn dart. I mean, I weigh more than Polybius. <laughs> you probably weigh more than Polybius. <laughs> He's all muscle. Yeah. Uh, uh, the beginning of this match is really cool. It's just a big bruisers match where uh, they do sh- the shoulder tackle spot. Mm. Keep trying to hit each other, like shoulder tackle, but nobody's going down. So Cage changes his offense in- into like high flying offense, and so instead of a shoulder tackle for like the fourth time, he does a head scissors, yeah, which tosses Matanza to the outside. And then he dives to the outside, and then hits a moonsault off the top rope to the outside, and it's just like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, I thought that was so awesome. I was so impressed. Cage pulling some fucking lucha shit yep. out of nowhere. Yep. Crazy. They fight on the outside for a long time. There's gut wrenches uh, on the outside to the floor, and then a big German suplex by Matanza onto Cage uh, on the outside. Look great. Cage rallies, hits like 20 corner clotheslines. I hate that move. Yeah. I think it's it's just... No one does it so it looks good. Mm-mm. Like, the, you can get three good ones if you do, one, like, if it's one, two, three, and then you can pull them out and hit, like, a big fourth, something like that. It's just that the only person who does repeated corner clotheslines that I like is Rocky Romero, where he does the forever clothesline. Oh, yeah. Where, where it's the running forever, and he clotheslines someone in the corner, and then, like, he runs back around in a big circle and keeps doing it. Yeah. Because it's, like... It's goofy, and a corner clothesline, like, looks good, but when you stand there and do it, there's no momentum behind it. Mm-hmm. So he eliminates that problem by just running a whole bunch. Because you can't, and, and and that's exactly it. I was going to say, you can't, like, go anywhere. The whole point of a corner is that somebody is backed into it, so you can't step into the clothesline. It, it just looks goofy. It just, it does. Like, and, you, you either have to back up and do it, or you have to run around. Like, because just stand, oh God, it's my same complaint when Reigns does it. It just, they look tired by the time they get to six. Mm-hmm. So like the last four or like the last five are just like, ugh. But I, I'm also that way with like, t- not not top rope, but like elevated corner punches. Yeah. Like when, when Dolph Ziggler will get up there and do, the only person who does it that I like is Ty Dillinger because everyone's a 10. Yeah. Um, and that's funny because it's not the move that you're getting behind, it's chanting 10 yep. uh, until he gets to 10. But, like, everybody else, like, Dolph Ziggler's like, I don't, it doesn't look good. I think no. it's dumb. Yep. And, like, it always opens up to just getting pushed off. I agree. So. Yeah, I feel like you see that more often than them actually do it, like, finishing the punch thing. So yeah. now what's expected is them getting tossed off. It's weird. It is. Uh, so Cage fights back uh, with the corner clotheslines, and then Matanza hits an exploder suplex. Deadlift, deadlift bridging pump handle suplex by Matanza. Looked awesome. So fucking strong, Just fucking man. lifted him up. Uh, Cage hits a pump handle face buster, so it's the pump handle flip through into the uh, 
you know, belly first on Matanza, which I thought looked really good. They just start doing German suplexes to each other and no selling them. They just, they get hit and they roll through and they get hit and they roll through. Fuck. Fucking insane, man. I thought it was great. Big discus clothesline by Cage. He misses the first one, then hits the second one. Matanza kicks out. Uh, Matanza rolls to the apron, gets picked up, and gets hit with the apron deadlift suplex. And Cage hits the coolest looking top rope elbow drop. Yeah. Like, it looked incredible. Uh, Cage hits the Alabama slam in a moonsault. And then uh, there's a powerbomb to Cage. It looked great. And then I think uh, Cage hits the F5. Starts kicking uh, Matanza in the head a whole bunch of times. It gets reversed. He eats the Wrath of Gods, uh, which is just the big spinning power slam. And that's it. Yeah. And Matanza wins. The end. Great match. I So I, much fun. I love that these guys have the ability to do both a huge... And they did it in this match. A huge, big power yep. wrestling type of match. And then actually wrestle. Yep. Like, you don't... You really don't see that a lot in big man matches. And to have two guys who can actually wrestle... I mean, you have it also the same thing with um, Mil Muertes. So, like, imagine if they ever do a triple threat with those guys. Yeah, right? That'd be Dude, a lot of that fun. that would be fucking nuts. Oh, that'd be really cool. That would be... A, that is, like, my I would love to see that, that because then you could... You can keep... Mat- That's the only way Matanza's gonna lose the title. Yeah. But then, like, how do you book that? Because Dario Cueto is, like, booking everything. He wouldn't put Matanza in a triple threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not against those two guys. Nuh-uh. But I mean, who who do you have now to face? Maybe it's like the hubris. I mean, weren't we talking about that before? Like the yeah. way he loses the title is that he he eventually puts Matanza into a situation that Matanza can't overcome. Probably. I think I think we've talked about that before. I think yeah. that's the only way you can book it is that Dario gets so like you do like a like a short story of like him be getting like so overconfident and then Matanza like slowly like not being able to win as definitively, mm-hmm. which I think they've been doing. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and there's still that whole angle with the, um, with whoever is that councilman, uh, councilman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Actual boss yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, like, when Omega Rugal comes in. Yeah, and, dude, and that's we'll see what cool. he's gonna be all about. I, I love that there's this kind of shit in Lucha Underground. Yep. That there's, like, this, like, things go into, like, the, the lore, and they're outside of just the temple, yep. and that, that is why, like, if, because I was talking, I was talking to Eric. We were watching highlights uh, from Raw about um, about the Shield from 2012, uh-huh. and I w- I realized this is the longest that I've watched wrestling because of this show until July. <laughs> if this podcast ends in July, I'm telling you right now that's a very real thing that might happen. <laughs> just so you're aware, yeah. Good. Just Seriously, just so like, just so you know, it's... that's a very serious thing that we're talking about. I, I'm not do I'm I'm using this tone to lighten the mood, but really, but really, it's a real thing because I'll be goddamned if I'm watching even more wrestling nope. in a week. Nope, God no. Like we said last time, it just wouldn't work. It like it just wouldn't work. Um, but that's crazy to me because I normally I watch wrestling for a year, two years. Yep, shit gets stale. I get tired of it. I check in every now and again. I always keep kind of like a little bit, and I'll ask Eric like, what's going on. But, like, this is the longest I've ever consecutively watched wrestling. Yep. But if we stopped at this point, I would continue to watch Lucha Underground whenever it was on. I agree. And I think part of that has to do with them running things in seasons. Yep. And I'm not saying that Raw needs to run things in seasons. I just think it's okay if you don't have the same guys wrestle all all year. Like, you don't need Roman Reigns. No, but, now you, no, but now, you got, now you got two shows. Yeah, great. Fantastic. 
That's stupid. Just no. give people like two months off. No. Give somebody like two months break. No, do more. More is more. So that was Lucha Underground. Yep. Let's go to NXT. My paper came out of my notebook. Revival comes out and cuts a promo. Gargano and Ciampa come out and interrupt. And then they do the bit of uh, Scott Dawson saying, you're just two generic undersized bearded guys to Ciampa and Gargano. Mm. Which I thought was very funny until Ciampa goes, are you talking about us or yourselves? No, I get that that's the goddamn joke. I have a real problem with NXT this week. And last week. I'll get to it. Uh, the Ciampa and Gargano challenge them to a fight. And then uh, the Revival walk away. But then get baited into coming back. And they get knocked out of the ring. And there's a match with them later tonight. Nakamura cuts a promo backstage. He's Nakamura. He's great. Awesome. Ty Dillinger against Buddy Murphy. Uh, Ty Dillinger is in blue gear. Mm-hmm. And they've changed his entrance to be... Last time it was... It was red. It was red. This or, time it's blue. Was it white? Yep. No, it was red. It was, it was, red. It was, it was red, white, and black. Now, now it's um, blue, white, and black. Mm-hmm. And it looked awesome. I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. Uh, Ty Dillinger chain wrestles. And then uh, 10. Everyone's chaining 10. Buddy Murphy locks in like a rest hold. And it goes on way too long because Ty Dillinger didn't get enough offense to warrant the cutoff where they just completely slowed it down. Yeah. I don't think either guy really shined in this match, and it's really a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Ty rallies. He hits a 10 punch in the corner, a super kick, and then his finish is a fireman's carry to the knee that I said should be his finish a couple weeks ago. Because uh, it looks incredible. Again, neither guy shined here. Mm-hmm. I didn't think either one of these guys looked good. Um, Joe and Finn have a sit-down interview with Corey Graves. Joe is too good, and this segment is excellent. Yep. I thought this was two guys who work off the cuff really well. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor had a little bit of a hard time keeping up with Joe, but I think that's just because Joe is so, so good. Yeah. Joe is like... He's Joe good? (laughs) He's so Joe good. Because he's Samoan Joe good. Nope. He's also SoCal Joe good. Yeah. What did you think of the segment? I I thought it was great. I th- it elevated both of their feuds, uh, or you know, both of them in the feud, and I really, really am excited for this ca- like steel cage match. Uh huh. It's gonna oh, be- a steel cage match is gonna be. Up- I keep thinking about how they get to wrestle again, and that's gonna be cool. I keep forgetting that it's in a steel cage. Me too. It's going to be radical. That that is the part that like I I'm I'm with you. Like sitting here, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna wrestle again. Oh fuck, it's in a steel cage. That's gonna be fucking. Crazy! It's gonna be really cool. I can't. They are going to go all out on each other. Yep. And these are two wrestlers who should not be in NXT. I agree. But I mean, with what they're doing on Raw, anyways, it doesn't matter. Nope. Uh, Elias Samson against Austin Aries. Samson is now just wrestling in black jeans. I also heard Elias Samson got injured last week. Yep. Oh shit. So hopefully he gets better soon. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Heat on Austin Aries. Austin Aries, <coughs> excuse me. Austin Aries hits his shin breaker backdrop, where he hits the, the pulls the leg up, does the shin breaker across the knee, and then without stopping, just bang all the way to the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Looks so good. I love that. Um, he hits the uh, elbow to the back of the neck, heat seeking missiles all over the place, and then uh, which is the uh, dive to the outside. 
rolling elbow back, uh, rolling elbow corner drop kick, neck breaker, last chancery in the middle of the ring. Austin Aries wins by submission. Post match, Austin Aries cuts a promo on Nakamura about how he's going to be the greatest. Hmm. So far, two in ring promos. Great. Just wrestle. With a uh, 10 minute promo in the middle. Uh, Andrade Cien Almos uh, debuts at TakeOver against Ty Dillinger. Eric told me this uh, the next day after after we watched NXT, and I said, I'm very happy Ty Dillinger is getting to wrestle at this TakeOver, Yep, and I'm very sad that he's going to lose. Yep. Because there's no, there's no way he wins, but hey, he's getting on the card consistently, yep. and... That that makes me pretty excited because I really really like Ty Dillinger's yep. character and where he's he's grown a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I I like him. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's great in the ring. He's super good to like just watch work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins did a talk as Jericho recently. Oh really? About you know since he came back. Oh that's cool. I should and, check uh, that out. Jericho asked him like, oh you know you went down to the per- the performance center to like you know get the ring rust off. Who'd you work with? And he just he's Ty Dillinger. Really? Yeah, he's like he's the smoothest guy in the ring. Like he he makes you look like a million bucks. And wow, that's awesome. Yep, he's been around, man. Yeah. Um, Ciampa and Gargano against the Revival. Uh, Heat on Dawson to start the match. There's drop toe hold, a stomp, and a running knee. I thought it looked very cool. Uh, the tide turns on a distraction uh, when uh, what's his name? When Dash Wilder hits. I think Gargano. Nope, hits Ciampa with a clothesline on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tease the count out, and then they tease the hot tag, but um, the Revival does a really good job of stopping the hot tag, which I thought was awesome. Like, for a really long time, they teased it. Finally, a hot tag to uh, Johnny Wrestling. Spear to the inside, and the pin gets broken up. Scott Dawson does my favorite spot in pro wrestling, which is an Arn Anderson spot, mm-hmm. where the two guys kind of like turn and face off, and then Dawson goes like he's going to punch him, mm-hmm. and... Gargano think he's gonna get punched ducks and on that duck Dawson steps in grabs him and hits a DDT awesome that's an Arn Anderson spot and I love it it's the best I, I love, love that, that he spot. does that yep uh superplex but Gargano rolls back onto Dawson who has superplexed him and gets the pin wow uh so they they lost the yeah. revival who are going in to face American Alpha at TakeOver have really, lost. Really weird. To Ciampa and Gargano. No, Brian, it's not really weird. It's fine. We'll make up for it. We'll make them look strong. You know how? Yeah. Post-match, they'll beat down on Ciampa and Gargano, mm-hmm. and they're going to break their legs. They're going to do what they did to Enzo and all that stuff. And then American Alpha comes out to make the save, and this is officially Raw's war. Yeah. Nia Jackson, Asuka sign a contract. Uh, Oscar, uh, Jax talks for a really long time. Oscar just says, you talk too much, and then yells in Japanese. And then uh, she tries to kick uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax catches the kick and power bombs Asuka, and that takes us out of NXT. 50-50 booking comes to NXT. This is like watching an episode of Raw, yeah. and I refuse to do it. I, I, will, I, will not, I will not participate in this. NXT was a bastion of just straight pro wrestling. Yep. And it has become in-ring promos and uh, people getting cut off by other people's music and run down and make the saves. It is raw 
and it's fucking tired. I'm tired of it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. Hey, it's when it was the first week, when it, the first week happened of it, where, you know, there were in-ring promos and stuff, mm-hmm. I went, maybe it's fluke. Yeah. It's not. The head writer of NXT got called up to be the head writer of SmackDown. And now, and now, that makes sense. NXT is raw. It's just doing shit by the numbers, and it sucks. Uh, and I'm really sorry if that breaks people's hearts or is upsetting to hear. But watch it. this and tell me it's not a one-hour episode of Raw. It's it's exactly that. I mean, we've talked about it on the show a whole bunch. It, we used to have Tyson Kidd versus Tyler Breeze in, like, a 12-minute wrestling match. I'm, not, I'm not lamenting for past talent. No. I'm, I'm saying that... If you put Ty Dillinger and Buddy Murphy in a match and you cut off Ty Dillinger before he gets any offense in the beginning, you don't care about the rest of the match at all. Yeah. And then if you sandwich that with promos, Mm -hmm. the crowd's fucking dead. Yeah. And and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who the talent is. If it was Ty Dillinger versus Buddy Murphy in a actual 12 minute wrestling match, I would have been excited for that. But you didn't get that. You didn't get the story in the match. You just got, hey, rem- remember these guys. I, we want you guys to, to know these characters. Go out there it. and just do your spots. It it really felt like Raw. And yeah. It really, man, it was a bummer. I, I'm with you on that. I just, like I said, I, I keep watching Lucha Underground because it's exciting and there's things that are happening in and outside of the ring and it's all-encompassing encom- all and captivating. Yep. With, with NXT and with Raw, you really just, if... If it's not in the ring, in ring promo or or shitty match, like it's it doesn't happen and it doesn't matter, except for the lol thing, and that's I still don't understand. Well, I think that's just them trying to get you to go out to more of their shows because the title can change hands. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, much. what's the likelihood of it changing hands again? Nah, exactly. I don't know. It's uh, it's a bummer, and hopefully, it gets back to uh, where it needs to be. I agree. Raw, uh, is all. It's so. It's three hours, and there's so much talking. So much, so much talking. There's there. so I, much talking. I wrote, this week. I wrote less notes for Raw than I did for like any Lucha Underground or NXT <clears throat> that I normally. A lot of talking because that's all it was. In ring promo. Okay, we open the mat. We open the show with an in ring promo. All the money in the back, uh, money in the bank ladder match guys are on ladders in the middle of the ring. This looks fucking goofy as shit. So- because they're already, first of all, they're already waiting. And you come into, who was it who came down? Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. They're all on the ladders, and they're all cutting promos while standing on the ladders. This is a good promo segment, though. Mm-hmm. It's just a dumb as fuck premise. Yeah. Like, really? I don't know. It, it, <sighs> you can barely fit seven people in the ring without it looking crowded. Now you have seven people and a ladder. And the, and the ladder. <clears throat> it was so weak. Uh, I just thought, I, like, I thought this promo was really good, but I thought, the, like, doing the ladder thing, I thought was so silly. Um, so they all go around, and Kevin Owens tell, says, oh, look, we're all famous except you, Sami Zayn, ha ha whatever. And uh, they make fun of Chris Jericho because he's sitting with his legs crossed. It's so funny. Chris Jericho's great in this segment. He's the best. And um, Stupid idiot. They, they, uh, they make fun of him because he says he invented the match, but he's never won one. <laughs> and then he says, uh, he's like, no, I've won one. Which one? First one? No, which one? The sixth one? Well, the first one or the sixth one? 
What does it? Well, where did you win it? Apple. 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 Apple Appleton. New York. The, the Big Apple. <laughs> and then he starts getting mad. He's where does it even matter? Fan won it. Stupid idiotville. And Cesaro says, "Oh, your hometown." And Chris Jericho says, "I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot." Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. The best. Uh, so they all cut promos. Uh, everyone has something to say, and then they all have, there's a breakdown in the middle of the ring, and then all of a sudden music hits, and it's the Mac Militant, and it's uh, Teddy Long. Teddy Long in his gigantic suit comes out. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Teddy Long interrupts and says that he wants to run SmackDown again, so he's gonna come out and make. He's going to make a match and he says he's going to he wants to run the longest wrestling episode TV program on television and it's like what are you doing? He's going to make a uh, he's going to make a a, a, a a six a six-way Iron Man disqualifications like what the fuck? Like I don't understand. Just say tag team match player. Like that's all you need to do. Stephanie comes out uh Stephanie comes out and uh she kicks Teddy out and then makes singles matches for tonight. First of which is Cesaro versus Y2J. Cesaro hits a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Uh, Jericho goes for the triangle dropkick, but gets countered with an uppercut, then an apron cannonball, then a barricade uppercut. All by Cesaro. Looked fucking phenomenal in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho made him look like a million bucks, too. Cesaro hits the uppercut train, and then uh, Jericho goes for the double axe handle off the top, but that gets reversed into an uppercut. It's just uppercuts all over the place. Um, Jericho, out of nowhere, hits a code breaker. Cesaro wisely rolls to the outside. They fight a little bit. Cesaro hits the deadlift apron suplex. Uppercuts. Clothesline. Gotch style neutralizer. But the neutralizer gets blocked and rolled through into the walls. Which gets, which gets rolled through again into the giant swing. Which gets stopped into the sharpshooter. And Chris Jericho taps. Which I thought was an excellent finish to this match me too i really enjoyed this match i i've said it before i hate that so many people use the sharpshooter cesaro's sharpshooter looks awesome it's excellent excellent because he's a tall guy long legs and he does it after the swing yep it's it's perfect it all makes sense it looks really good i was just very surprised jericho actually tapped uh yeah i can see that i i thought it was a i thought it was a very good finish i i mean i, I agree i like submission finishes mm-hmm. i don't think it's bad when a wrestler taps out if Uh-oh. if the move is touted to be a very strong move it's yep. not bad for you to tap out i agree but nobody taps in wwe anymore so it looks like you're quitting yep uh stupid we get stupid idiot we get a rollins reigns video package all from rollins perspective uh it's very good. And is this a face promo? It's very weird. It's a face promo. Yeah. He talks about how he just wants to be the best and how he never lost his title. And he doesn't dislike Roman. He's just the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing about Seth Rollins here is heelish. Mm-mm. Nothing. No. He's a determined fighter who wants to win back the title that he had to give up because of injury. Yep. How am I supposed to hate this guy? I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I thought it was a great promo anyways. It was I awesome. agree. It was it was really like a fantastic video. Uh, it, it was the WWE 24 kind of condensed into about three minutes. That's so cool. It was very cool. Still got to watch that. Yep, you should. Uh, Rusev versus Swagger. Rusev is looking really trim. Mm-hmm. He's, he's slimmed down a lot. Yep. Titus O'Neil's on commentary. Uh, double clothesline to the outside looked really, really good. Uh Swagger gets pushed into Titus on the outside, and Rusev wins by countout. 
Swagger and Titus uh, both attack Rusev post-match. Nothing. Nothing. Um, there you go. Triple threat match of the pay-per-view, I would assume. Same match we saw a year ago. I mean, Jeff huh. Swagger versus Rusev again. There you go. Uh, Cena promo calls out AJ. He is one of the best talkers on WWE. I mean, he is really like... John Cena is like in a league of his own. Uh People don't give him enough credit for how good of a talker he is. Uh, AJ comes out with Gallows and Anderson. Uh, Cena says, everyone wants to know why, instead of fighting me, you know, in the honorable way, why'd you take the shortcut with your little Bullet Club buddies? He said Bullet Club. Yeah. Wow. Because Cena can and it doesn't look bad for the for the company. Pretty much. Um, AJ fucking kills it on the mic. I mean... He, this is... I haven't seen every promo he's ever cut. Seen quite a bit of what he's done. He's had some good promos. He's had some okay promos. This might have been the best mic work of his career. It was great. The guy's incredible. Like he's he's so good and so fluid. It doesn't sound like your normal like guy trying to you know cut his promo. It sounds like they're actually talking. AJ kills it and says that he wants to he wants to destroy Cena. Uh, Cena comes back super hard, uh, calling AJ, uh, uh, saying that AJ's uh, a bust, mm-hmm. coming to WWE, he's already lost, he's nothing, you know, he's taking shortcuts, all this stuff. AJ comes back twice as hard. Mm-hmm. He says, I know what it's like when uh, when you when you face guys like me. You When you get out the shovel, when you bury guys like me. Yep. Oh, fuck! Yep. He actually said that shit. And, uh... I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting. And then uh, AJ talks about, like, Cena says that he's a desperate man, that AJ's a desperate man. Yeah. And AJ says, I'm not desperate. I don't have to be here. I can go anywhere in the world. I'll sell Jeez. out Tokyo. I'll, tell, I'll sell out Osaka. Like, oh, I thought this promo was excellent. It was It was everything we all wanted to say to was, the WWE. It was very cool. I thought it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the New Day comes out and makes the save because the Bullet Club or the club, they surround the ring. They're going to jump Cena. New Day makes the save. End of the segment. Mm-hmm. Vlad Villains versus Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass cut a great promo about Muhammad Ali. Uh, Aiden English does the spot where he tosses Enzo through the ropes like Enzo is hurt again. Cass sees this and uh, he snaps and he kicks the shit out of uh, Aiden English in the corner. Fucking Crazy cool. post-match beatdown on uh, the Vaude Villains. And that's the end of that. That was cool. That that injury is is turning out to be a very good thing. Oh, yeah. for, for these guys. Yep, really worked out in their favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami Zayn backstage cutting a promo talking about how he is the underdog, how Alberto Del Rio's won the Money in the Bank, and how he has been world champion. And um, uh, Alberto Del Rio calls him a paper boy. He he interrupts and calls him a paper boy, and he says that he's going to beat him and that he is a dog with fleas. <laughs> there you have it. Um, something we didn't see the Shining Stars had a promo remember mm-hmm. them oh yeah yeah we didn't see that that's okay we also didn't see the Make Darren Young great again ah oh, damn I know they they forgot they did not include it they should have because it was great it was uh, Bob Backlund saying Darren how's your training going and Darren Young says ah it's great I ran 8 miles whatever and Bob Backlund says what run no I haven't run since 1978 and Darren Young says that's way before I was born <laughs> and Bob Backlund says no more running. Everywhere you need to go, you walk. You don't run. No running. And he says, how am I going to get my cardio in? He says, well, I took the keys to your car, and you got to walk to the next town. It's an eight-hour walk. 
okay. And and then the best part is Bob Backling says, "Don't run. It's eight hours. If you get there early, I'll know." <laughs> Bob Backlund. Why? Bob Backlund's a maniac. What? Why is he anti-running? Why does Darren Young have to walk? I don't get it. His walking I, builds character. Make <laughs> make Darren Young great again. Fuck yeah. Oh I never want to watch him wrestle. I just want to watch these promos forever. Yeah. I don't care if this never goes anywhere. What we ended up getting with like Golden Truth and shit. Uh, ugh, I, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Make Darren Young great again. Just give Bob Backlund a promo segment where it's pre-taped like this and I can, I just, I love it's it. It's the best. Yep. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie and Teddy Long are backstage. Early all know. Uh, Teddy Long comes in playing his music off a cell phone. Just great. Teddy Long's gimmick right now is that he's an insane person, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, if I was running SmackDown, I'd make a, f- a four-way tag team championship match between uh, Enzo and Cass, the Villains, the New Day, and the club. And Stephanie kicks him out, and then she calls her marketing person, and she says, hey, I got a great idea. It's his four-way match for the tag championships. I know. Isn't that great? I just came up with it. And it's like, oh, okay. And I think she also said that she'll be running SmackDown. Which I will, so we'll see if she actually does run SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, but that's later, where she says something like Oh, that. I thought it was then. No. Alberto Del Rio and Sami Zayn, a kick to the head to Sami Zayn. Haluva kick uh, gets countered. There's a reverse suplex into a tree of woe. Reverse suplex gets blocked. Inziguri, stomp gets reversed to an arm drag. Tree of woe, kick, and then a double stomp, and Alberto Del Rio wins clean over Sami Zayn. I don't know why, but that's what we did. It's very uh, strange. Ambrose and Owens backstage. Uh, just kind of talk shit to each other. Uh, now we get a Reigns and Rollins video with Reigns' perspective. Uh, markedly less compelling. Yes. Um, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Uh, the best part is when uh, Roman Reigns goes, yeah, and Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank, and then I lost my championship, like my, t- my title opportunity, whatever. And my, pam- my family had to be there and watch it. And then it shows clips of his family kind of like watching. And then his dad just does this. It's so funny. It's the best shot. That was great. Uh, Owens versus Ambrose. <clears throat> Dirty Deeds gets blocked into an Inziguri by Owens. Oh, that was great. Superplex to Owens. German suplex by Kevin Owens and then a running cannonball gets uh, stopped before the cannonball part uh, into a clothesline by Ambrose. Ambrose goes for a dive on the outside but gets caught and slammed into the uh, barricade and apron... Uh, frog splash by Kevin Owens to the outside looked great. Out of nowhere, Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds for the win. Post match, Dean teases uh, grabbing a ladder, going to get the briefcase. Kevin Owens uh, lays him out, and uh, that's the end of that. Yep. Anything else from that? Nope. The post match stuff was more exciting than the match. Yeah, right. That's, that's all I wrote. Yep. Uh, Charlotte and Dana come out and cut a promo. Natty and Becky interrupt. Uh, none of the Charlotte stuff makes sense because she came out and apologized for everything that she said to Ric Flair. When I said that you're dead to me, I meant professionally. What? I don't know. She apologized for everything, and then Natty came out and said, how could you say all that stuff to Ric Flair? Yo, she literally... That dog couldn't believe it either. Yeah. She literally just apologized for all of it. I don't... I don't understand any of it. Me neither. This was going in a direction that I liked, and then took a hard left into, I don't give a fuck about this. Yep. I really don't understand, like... This, in 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 about a week, it took a turn of me going, what happened? I really don't understand... They wanted... 
they kept ever all the good guys kept saying get rid of Ric Flair because mm-hmm. he's corrupting you. Mm-hmm. So she got rid of Ric Flair, and then everyone said, "How could you do that?" So she apologized, and then everyone said, "How could you do that?" What I I Charlotte is getting like really jerked around here because they were they're onto something and then they stop and it's so fucking it's so batty. Yeah. And and I don't understand. I really don't see the point of having Dana Brooke there at all. I don't know why does Charlotte need to have a heater like all the time? Like she's she's fine by herself. Yeah, she, I don't know. She was fine in in NXT. She was great as as the champion for our- She she has she's evolved past where she was a year ago. Mm-hmm. She's she's really like she's very good. She's mm-hmm. good on the mic. I don't know. Whatever. They lay out Natty and Becky in the heel stand tall and Becky's hair is like crazy. It looks like Kool-Aid. Like it's like a blonde orange. It's awesome. It looks like it. She looks great. It looks, the hair's weird. It looked like fret. Like, I, I don't she know. She looked like fucking Miss Frizzle. Like it was wacky. <laughs> they're, they're doing like some crazy ass shit with her hair. I don't really mm-hmm. understand it. Uh, Breeze, Breeze versus R-Truth. There's an insert promo by Breeze Dongo backstage and uh, they talk about shaving their chests and getting laser removal, and Fondango says that he's, uh, you know, you get it shaved because then you're aero gigantic. I love it. The, this it's is a just, great tag team. It, they obviously understand. It's just science. Yep. I love these. It's it's two Zoolanders, and it's and I think it's I think they're very funny together. Mm-hmm. I love that they have matching gear. Um, <laughs> immediately, like the match starts, and then Fondango and Goldust uh, fight each other through the ring into our truth and Breeze, and then they. But like it's all chaos and the match gets tossed out. Teddy Long comes down and he says, Hold on a minute, playa. I'm gonna start this in a tag team match. And then uh Stephanie uh Stephanie's uh security guards come out and escort Teddy Long out and Stephanie like yells at him backstage. It's weird. So there's no tag team match. Okay. The match is just over. Yep. Uh Ollie tribute video, which I thought was good, like very good. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like a very good tribute video. And then we get the main event, the club versus the new day. Uh, the before the match even gets started, there's a big brawl. These guys are like laying each other out. Big E gets tossed into the ring steps. Uh, Gallows hits a big cane uppercut on Kofi Kingston, who jumps off the ring steps. Awesome. Woods is knocking around AJ Styles um, on the inside, hits a Hadouken, and then dives to the outside until Anderson and, and Styles team up and distract Woods, who gets yanked off the apron and then put into the Styles Clash onto the outside of the ring. Oh, God, I forgot about that. The thing that I like about heel AJ Styles is that he gets to use the Styles Clash a lot. Mm-hmm. He uses it a lot. So. I like it. This match is very short. Yes. We go to commercial, it comes back. It's three on two. It's the club versus Biggie and Kofi now. This match is like six minutes. It's very, very short. Mm-hmm. Um... Apron splash to Carl Anderson from Big E. Uh, there's a Pele kick to Big E by uh, AJ Styles. Hot tag to Kofi Kingston. He misses a crossbody, hits an SOS. Uh, the pin gets broken up, and then out of nowhere, you have AJ Styles coming in, hitting the phenomenal forearm for the win. Post-match, the club takes apart the New Day. John Cena makes the save. Cena and the New Day stand tall to end Raw. Brian, what did you think of Raw? It was okay. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this the last two weeks of Raw have been like the like two or three segments from the whole show are worth it, uh, and those would be anything involving AJ Styles in the club. 
mm-hmm. and the New Day, and I'm pretty excited about the um, the ladder match for uh, for Money in the Bank because everybody in it that this is probably going to be one of the best Money in the Banks. Yep, you have two. Two veterans, and I mean, they're all veterans. If you th- if you think about it, you're you're right. Yeah, all of them have been wrestling for at least ten years. But you have like very seasoned vets in ADR and um, and Y2J, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to see how they all play out in in this kind of a match because it's gonna be fucking nuts. I'm I'm really really it, excited for I, this match. I'm also very excited for it. I think it's I think it's gonna be very very good. Mm-hmm. I think John Cena and um, oh yeah. And uh, AJ Styles is going to be fucking crazy, though. I think that's going to be really, really good. That's also going to be a good match. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm very, very excited for that match as well. Yep. Uh, that'll do it. I want to get to one email that mm-hmm. we didn't get to last week. Uh, it's from Dave T. It says, Ayo, Eric, how do you display your Lucha mask collection? I'm looking for a way to hang slash stand display my masks, trying to think of a way to make them look half decent and not just flat. Uh, go on our Twitter and I'll post a picture of how I display them because they're just, they're just kind of puffed out, right? It's just a pushpin in the back. I think the problem is the kind of mask that you get, the ones that I get are like a foam core material. I can actually show you. Yeah. I have one that's down. I have a, uh, it's kind of a foam core material, so it's a little bit thicker. It's not, it's not straight flimsy, uh, like just, uh, what would it even be? Like fabric? Like that? Yeah. So see how this one... And I have a couple on display heads. But you see how this one's just a straight fabric. There's a lot of times what you'll find is just a straight fabric. What this one is, is a thicker foam material. And with the foam material, you can puff it out, and it'll stay like that. And then I push pin through the back. Through I lace up the back. And then I push pin through the back. And that's how I hang these masks. So... If you're watching the video version, they're up above us, and they go around. They go around the uh, the whole room. I can't. I, I can't do it. Ju- Oops, sorry, I bumped the microphone. Uh, I can't do it justice. There's a lot, and they're all around the whole room. So it's pretty cool. There you have it. And I mean that. I actually think this is yeah. really cool. <laughs> uh, so there you go, guys. Episode 108 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Hit us up on Twitter at gohomeshow, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. If you want to watch the video version of this podcast, you can. youtube.com slash ericbedore. Every Wednesday we have a video version up. And uh, if you want to watch the podcast live, when we get done with these technical difficulties... Uh, it will be Tuesdays at 7.45 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash mega64podcast. But Brian, that's it. Episode number 108 of the Go Home Show is in the books. Brian, do you have anything to say to these folks before we take off? Yeah, Frankie says go home. <laughs>